Thanks for joining us today, first off. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you were the first guest on this podcast when we started it many years ago. I want to say circa 2019, 2018. Yeah, it's been, so, been a minute. I know it has been a minute. So we're doing a part two, I guess you would say. So for those that don't know you, just in case, just sure. tell us who you are. Sure. My name is Jeremy Devaney. I am a mortgage banker by day onto mortgage. And I'm also a business owner. I own South Shore Flagpole here in Marshfield. Uh, and then also in the community, I'm the chair of the Marshfield Chamber. Had some large shoes to fill after you were there and Alyssa was there. And we've we've been able to keep the momentum I w- going. I wouldn't say it's large shoes, more like a steaming whole pile of, <laughs> from me. And Alyssa, you know, kind of... You know, picked it up a little bit. We've groomed it. We've groomed it. It's uh, everything's going fantastic over at the chamber, but you know, it's created some nice opportunities for right. me and other business owners to be able to get out and talk to you and, and your audience about mm-hmm. what we do. So today we're going to talk about Social Flagpole. Sure. So how did you get started in this business? How did you how did you pivot from mortgage broker to flagpoles? Yeah, so it wasn't so much of a pivot as it, it's running in parallel. Uh, right. I think a, a lot of my partners and clients know that the, the mortgage business has shifted quite a bit over the last 24 months. And it's opened up a lot of opportunity to take a look at other things that we didn't have time to do before that, that we wanted to do. And one of those things that's always been on my bucket list since I was a kid was to own a business or do something with my best friends. Uh, one of them now lives out of state, Luke, high down in South Carolina. <laughs> and, and, and the other is local down on the Cape. And back in 2019, Andrew Nugis, uh, my best friend down on the Cape, wound up buying out a flagpole company that had been in business since the 1960s. It's the largest uh, flagpole distributor in Massachusetts. So he had a fantastic business that was already up and running. And he was looking for some additional market to, to expand to. And we said, heck, we, we've got time and we've got willingness and, and we've got attention down here on the South Shore. His business was already present, though, on the South Shore. Okay. So uh, our, our primary manufacturer that we deal with has been long present in the market. And so we, we work with a lot of those clients and customers for maintenance projects and new install projects now. So why do it now? Why, why do this? Sure. So it was it was timing. It was all mm-hmm. timing. I, the timing was right for me personally. I had some bandwidth where I could take a look at some initiatives. I had always been in the uh, business analysis side yeah. of things, but not on the operations side. Uh, I had had a great experience building my mortgage team over the last couple of years and getting to test out some of those ideas that we had had when, when I was on the analytical side of mm-hmm. business strategy. And so looking at a flagpole business, it's, it's really attractive because it's a relatively simple business. It's all about execution. So we've been able to have some really deep conversations between Andrew and I about different ideas that we had for the business, how to put them in play, uh, how to look at our customer set, how to communicate with our customer set, and how to improve profit, a, a lot of different uh, levers that we could pull in the business. It's just a fun thing to get to play with. So... What's it like being in business with one of your best friends? I look at my friend group and there are people that, you know, I could be like, oh, I could totally work with them in a business. Yeah. And there's people that there's no way in hell I could I could work with a friend in a certain business. So what's it like working with a best friend? You you know their their best qualities and you know their, <laughs> their lowest pitfalls uh, right <laughs> off the bat. Uh, there's no real conversation about strengths and weaknesses and there's no real pulling punches. 
we both know where we stand in Andrew's business partners, his wife. So there's a third person in the mix. Um, and so when, when we look at things, there's a lot of conversation and it's not independent choices. I run the South shore independently. He helps me fulfill up here. Um, there's some very specialized equipment that we have to have that, that allows us to run these projects uh, smoothly and efficiently. And so we share, we share in a lot of that. He has a lot of the, the Mm. installation overhead already taken care of. So a lot of what I focus on day to day is sales and then making sure that we're present in the market up here. Hmm. But it's, it's fantastic from the perspective that I, I know what I'm dealing with across the table and, and there's just this abundance of trust in the process. Mm. It doesn't have to be overly formal. It's right. not like you're negotiating with an adversary. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a family business. It, it's You know the other person yeah. inside out. It's yeah. a family business. All right. So for those who don't know, what is South Shore Flagpole? South Shore Flagpole is a flagpole installation and maintenance company. So what we really specialize in is fiberglass uh, flagpoles. Okay. Generally, we've got two different lines that we focus on. There's a, a standard duty and a light duty line. Uh, four inch flagpole base is what we call our light duty line. It's a residential flagpole is another way that, that our manufacturer terms it. It's handmade up in New, New Hampshire. Cool. Uh, the factory's in Southern New Hampshire, just outside nice. of Nashua. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. We were up there last week taking a look at it. Um, they're actually in the process of building out a brand new manufacturing uh, footprint up there. So it, it's exciting times for them as a manufacturer. The other product that we have, though, is a six-inch base. And that's called what we call our standard duty. The Aeolus line of poles is what Zeus, uh, our manufacturer, calls it. Um, and they range anywhere from 20 feet on, on up to 50, 50, 60 feet is really kind of the end of the standard line. We have custom poles that we can do up to uh, over 100 feet. Wow. So, you know, when we think about projects that we work on, I mean, I, I was up at the top of the, the town green, Marshfield town green flagpole that's 60 feet tall a couple of weeks ago. And, and Andrew was up in, in rigging on a, a yacht rigging, uh, sail, sailing yacht rigging okay. that a, a marina down on the Cape uses as a flagpole to fly a flag. So it takes you to some really wild places and we can work on everything from the little cottages down in Wrexham to, you know, putting it, putting in giant flagpoles in front of new school projects. We did a school up in Brookline a few months ago. So it really takes you all places. So there's different types of flagpoles that you guys. Yeah. And so we, we have our dealer relationships primarily with a company called PLP Zeus. Okay. Uh, that, that's our main product line that we represent. But we we frequently work with customers a, as what's called a metal erect, uh, a flagpole erectionist, mm-hmm. we, where our job on a union schedule is really to go in and execute the install of the pole. They've got guys that are in gals that will dig holes yeah. and they've got folks that handle cement and electricity. But we specialize in, in putting tall things straight up and down. So. Is this a seasonal business? Like, are you doing flagpole installations in February or, you know, what? Yeah, yeah, we, really? we, we are. So we were, we were just down in Rhode Island yesterday. We're working at some, uh, some of the large mansions uh, down, down by the ocean in Narragansett. Um, 
beautiful places. The soil soil's not frozen yet. Our, our footings only are required to go down anywhere between three and four feet okay. for, for most of our poles. So, you know, as long as the frost hasn't set in, we're in good shape. The other side of our business, though, that I think a lot of people overlook is the maintenance side. Yeah. Just because you, you buy a pole doesn't mean it stays in perfect condition forever. There's things that happen to it. Your clips might break. Your flag your flag halyard might break. The lines that, that hold your flag up mm-hmm. might get snarled up. Um, I mean, frequently we'll see finial balls. The ball at the top of the okay. pole will pop and come apart for different reasons. And, and so those things have to be repaired because otherwise it becomes unsightly like so other parts it, of your so house. So it's not like a set it and forget it sort of thing. It's largely not, you know, you've got a, it's another thing to maintain at your house, but they're really simple. And if they're installed properly, it's Mm. even more simple. So that's where we come in, you know, on the residential side, folks can go out and install these things on their own. A 20 foot flagpole weighs less than a hundred pounds. You can carry it on your shoulder and Mm. and pop it up by yourself. But if you want to make sure it's dead vertical, you know, you want a little bit of expertise there and there's there's some ways that we do that. And then on top of it, when that pole has an issue with it, mm-hmm. um, perfect example, I was out the other day, uh, one, of, one of the halyards had come undone mm-hmm. on a longtime customer pole down on the Cape. And next thing you know, the halyard's stuck up at the top of the pole and they can't get it down. They don't know what to yeah. do. And it's been that way for two months because there's nobody else to call on Mm -hmm. these things. We have ways that we can, if we need to, take the pole down and service the pole. We also have ways that we can service the pole while it's still standing if if we need to. So, and we've also got the relationships with subcontractors. Listen, big big shout out to local guys, Lumberjacks in Marshfield. When we did uh, our Marshfield Town Green project, it's a really tricky location mm-hmm. to get into, and you can't get it with a scissor lift. You, you got to bring in something that can get you up yeah. there. Uh, same thing happened with the project down on the Cape. That was a 105-foot lift. We need a crane and a bucket yeah. to get up there. We'll go. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that's that's the times that you want to think of us. Mm-hmm. South Shore Flagpoles is there to back you up if you, you have an issue mm-hmm. putting your flag up and down every day, if you have an issue with that pole. Getting back to the season thing, is it is there seasons that are busier than others? Is it like yeah, spring, no, summer? No. Fourth of July is Fourth our July. bread and butter, right? So right. everything happens in a compressed period right up until Fourth of July. I mean, Memorial Day and Labor Day are big days for us. Election days are big days mm-hmm. for us, right? So we're, we're heading into an election year. It, it's going to be a relatively active year. Yeah, definitely. We don't care what side of the aisle you stand on. Fly your flag. Be proud to speak your voice. Be involved in the process. Mm-hmm. But we're we're there to help you show your patriotism. We're 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 there to help you have pride in your home. So, what's something someone should know if they're interested in getting a flagpole? Yeah, sure. So it's really really simple. Pick pick out a, a great spot that that you think is kind of free of tree tree exposure. You want to make sure the flag can fly straight out in a wind and not get hung up in branches around it. That's usually the biggest issue with siding. Second issue with siding is things underground, right? You want to just be mindful of where you've got your gas and electric coming into the house. In some situations, we'll, we'll uh, request dig safe come out if things aren't marked. Mm-hmm. Um, you always should call out for dig safe if you have no idea where your lines are at your property. Those kind of things are, are things that can snarl you up. Sometimes where we put things in marine settings, yeah. we'll, we'll install on bulkheads and you don't think about riprap boulders that might be under three inches uh, of yeah. loam. And so you get down and you've, your ex- excavation might take a little bit more work. So just minor considerations in how to access things. But I think ultimately 
from us as a maintainer perspective, executing that maintenance for you, making sure that your installer does it right, right so that you can service the pole down the road is really critical. We come up and see lots of times people have tried to save a couple of bucks and do it themselves and they don't follow the instructions correctly or they buy a, a cheapo pole and they're wondering why it broke so early. Mm-hmm. You know, multi-section poles that are telescoping, they, they've got their place, but it, it's, yeah. it's not going to show the same durability as a single right. piece pole. Um, our poles are designed like masts. They, they're, they're designed to be out in the elements mm-hmm. like this. And so when you try to save a couple of bucks on that, the biggest thing that we'll see is folks mount their poles into things that don't allow you to take them down. And by that, I mean, they'll put cement in the sleeve. Okay. You, you never can take that no. pole down. That's non-serviceable. So we need to bring a lift in to take care of that, um, which is fine. And we've got places and ways to do that. The other, the other big consideration is is that access part. Um, when you're picking out your flagpole location, some places look beautiful, but you want to make sure you can get to it get if something it, yeah. ever happens. And we do some wild installs. <laughs> uh, Cuffy's down on the Cape has flagpoles on every single peak in their new building's roof. And, and it requires us to scramble <laughs> up there and if something ever happens. Right. Um, other places that give you a really peculiar, we, we do some installs on docks. Oh, yeah. So if you think of a dock pier, mm-hmm. we've got special mounts that we have that we can customize a mounting to mount a flagpole to the pier. Okay. To take that pole down takes a lot of, a lot of forethought and likely some expense uh, to service it because yeah. you probably are going to have to figure out how to get a lift out yeah. there somehow. Kind of jumps to my next question is you – there are by, like local bylaws and you know things that you sure. guys have to follow. Yeah, largely no, <laughs> no. So really? yeah, as long I as I can pitch because we know the social can be quirky with yeah town bylaws and rules. Other is, is that kind of no flag flagpoles are one of those things that uh, a lot of towns have done little to restrict. Wow. Well, well, sign bylaws mm-hmm. will will determine what you can do with your business's signs flagpoles uh you know as long as you're steering clear of the utility lines really? you can put them right up to your property line they're not scoped out like sheds are or anything like that or any other accessories in your yard so but we always recommend if you've got a spot that you think might be an issue have a conversation with somebody yeah. don't don't put it right on your property line to be in your neighbor's face you know like let have that conversation be a courteous neighbor commercial residential what's the split so it's really about 50-50. Oh, yeah. I mean, un- unit-wise, we move a lot of residential poles. It's just the way it is. Uh, you see a lot of cottages down, down. We do a ton on the Outer Cape, down in Chatham, Truro, mm-hmm. Wellfleet, all the small cottages down here. We do a ton out in Hummer Rock, Situate, yeah. right along the water, um, Wrexham, Brant Rock. The, the Brant Rock Esplanade pole is one of ours. So, But at the same time, we do a lot supporting towns, yeah. right? Uh, towns own huge fleets of poles. And, and whether we're doing a cemetery installation, like like we did um, down in Brewster, we just did, did a, I believe it was a nine pole installation down there mm-hmm. where it's around a, a whole entire hardscape that they did with a memorial uh, mm-hmm. garden in the middle and all these wow. poles. It looks beautiful. Uh, makes for a really cool Veterans Day uh, event that they held a couple of weeks back when they unveiled it to the community. 
Um, but like I said, the other side of our business is supporting general contractors yeah. and business owners when they're they're ready to install poles. So we get scoped into projects. The Brookline School that we were just at actually used a different manufacturer than, than our, our dealer manufacturer relationship. So mm -hmm. there's another pole manufacturer out of New yeah. Hampshire called Liberty Poles. Okay. They specialize in metal poles. Mm -hmm. Totally different product. We're mm -hmm. capable of installing them, no problem at all. Yeah. Um, it's not our preferred material to work mm -hmm. with. It makes on-site adjustments really, really complicated oh. because mm -hmm. you have to be set up to deal with metal. So again, having a partner that's experienced in it is where we right. see people coming to us is we've got 40 years of knowledge in our business, 50 years of knowledge in our business. What goes into installation? It, it's not a, not a whole heck of a lot. There's, okay. a lot, there's planning, <laughs> but you know, from the actual installation side, it's a relatively simple process. It's, it's assembling the pole, digging the hole, putting the footing in, and putting it up straight. How long does that take usually? So it really can, it varies. If, if everything is perfect when we come up to a site, uh, I referenced a place we were at down, down in um, Rhode Island yesterday. It was a newer home with great soil to work in. <laughs> it wasn't rocky. You weren't hitting anything out of the ordinary. It took us all of 30 minutes to dig wow. dig a four-foot footing and, and mix up some cement. So, And, and then we're back out. Uh, Andrew's down there today installing the flagpole. Um, cool. We can move through a flagpole assembly really, really quickly. Wow. It, it's one of those things uh, that if you tried to do it at home your first time, it might take you a half day or, yeah. or two days to do because you want to think it through. Mm -hmm. But we do seven to eight poles a day yeah it's second nature to you guys so yeah as you come into like the fourth of july week john we we do we do 40 to 50 poles that Jeez. that week so wow. it, it becomes routine we don't have to speak to each other when yeah. we're on site we know exactly what's going to no. happen when yeah. it's supposed to happen the the trickier projects though like i said are those projects that are not with our preferred manufacturer mm -hmm. and there's different reasons that we run into issues on site and it usually has to do with quality control at the manufacturer. Okay. So when parts come to us mm -hmm. and they're not set up as they expect, uh, when when halyard systems are set up incorrectly and we're having to do field rework yeah, field of rework. it, that means we're searching for parts, we're calling for parts, we're reassembling stuff that should have come to us reassembled, we're recutting stuff on site. Um, but PLP Zeus does an awesome job sending yeah. us a product we can depend on and that we can put up and last a long, long, long. We've got poles that have been up for 50 years. Cool. And you can take them down and refinish them too, which is the oh, coolest really? part with the fiberglass. Yeah, we're sending out 40 poles this winter to get redone. Awesome. So we've got folks in uh, high weather communities. Yeah. I'd say folks that are like down by the water. Mm -hmm. Or they've had their pole for 15 years and it's just the gel coat on top will eventually start to fade like right. a boat, boat hull. Mm-hmm. And you can take them back out. You throw them back on the lathe, sand them back down. Don't try to do it by hand. You'll never get it round. But if you put it on the lathe, we've got ways of taking that oh, gel cool. coat back off, putting it back on. It comes back to you. looks brand new. Nice. Target market. What's your target? What's your target market? Any property owner. If you Any own property. a property. You, Is there an you, area? Like, uh, hey, from here to here? Uh, really, really all of New England. So, okay. um, 
Andrew recently was up in Vermont. We we did an install in New Hampshire when we were up there and visiting our manufacturer the other day. Uh, we've got uh, another um, family partner who helps us distribute up in Maine. Cool. But there's there's a lot of distributors around in name only. We take a lot of calls from other distributors mm-hmm. that don't have the ability to do the install that's required. That Rhode Island project actually came to us from another. They're just doing like the sale, the sell, the product, right? They're home services companies that like to advertise a service, but they can't execute the service. And it, it happens. Yeah. Um, they're slapping a margin on top and passing it off to us. And we're happy when our customers come directly to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they recognize the expertise and value we add. So is there a particular part of the business that you do more than others? So right now it's everything. I it's mean, everything. We're, we're largely a, a, a small business. We're going to combine between Hamco, who's my partner on the Cape, okay. H-A-M-C-O, between Hamco flagpoles, Zell Shore flagpoles, we'll do 300 installations next wow. year. So when you think about it on that scale, and then we'll do three times that in maintenance projects. So we'll probably touch 1,200 flagpoles wow. next year. Damn. Has there been a favorite job or a job that stood out? There's two personal favorites of okay. mine so far, uh, and both of them are local. Uh, mm-hmm. We did the Rockwood Field uh, soccer field complex okay. in Marshfield, mm-hmm. um, and that was personal, deeply personal, because my kids are at that yeah. field every single weekend. And so being able to have my kids walk into a place and say, my dad did that, it is yeah. a totally cool. different feeling. It, it, you can't really describe it. And you asked earlier, like, why now? That's part of it, that, that my kids being able to see the product of my work. Mm. As a mortgage banker, often my kids can't see the product of my work. That's true. I can tell them I help people buy houses. Yeah. They but can't physically see unless you drive, unless they're... It's not something they can show their friends. Right. It's not something you can easily wrap your head around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really, really cool, yeah. like, being able to bring the kids out to our front yard when we did an install <laughs> and have my, my nieces and nephews, like, helping us assemble oh, the cool. pole. And, like, you know, there's a sense of pride. The other project, though, and we've talked about it a couple of times, being able to do the Marshfield Town Green Pole, um, I've got a terrifying fear of heights. I was, was going to ask, like, like, you must have, like, no fear of heights, right? Generally speaking, really? as a flagpole installer, we don't go up in the air. We install from the ground. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. The um, only time we have to go up in the air is when we can't service a pole from the ground. So, oh my God. Remember, I said the installation side is so important because on most poles up to call it 30, 35 feet, we can take them back down. Yeah. You break something at the top of it over at Quirk. Quirk had their finial ball broken for six months. And we called them up and said, hey, let us fix it. Sure. Yeah. We, we took it down in less than an hour and oh had it back God. back up all cleaned. We scrubbed it down with, with you know, uh, uh, Mr. Clean pads, mm-hmm. and it look, looks relatively new. Put new halyards on, new flag, new ball, and it looks great for them. But if that had been cemented in, you're going up. We've got to find a way to go up. The Marshfield Town Green Pole was interesting because it's a 60-foot pole, and that's not something you look to take back down. No. Um, it becomes unwieldy. Mm-hmm. And so that was just something that required us going up. Some of them, it's just, there's no other way to do it. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Uh, but, yeah, don't put me on a roof. The Cuffy's roof is my nightmare. Uh, 
and Andrew gets to go way up to the top peak. Uh, uh, he, oh, but in the bucket, in, in, on a crane, we're fine. There's yeah. yeah. So, off, going off of that, is there like a dream job? Is there a dream project? I mean, you 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 drive by these places all the time. That oh, you're I like, can I'd love to do that, that one. one. That I'd love one. to do that one. It's hard to really narrow it Especially in. Especially in the area where, where we live, too. Yeah. If you're out on the water, you see some really unique poles. Um, no, even thinking about, like, grand poles. Like, you, people talk about the biggest flag poles in America. Mm-hmm. Like, you go down to car dealerships in North Carolina. Oh, they're yeah. gigantic. You're a car racing fan. Yeah. Um, there's t- There was talk of a gigantic... A hundred million dollar poll that they were going to do up in Maine at one point, uh, set a world record. So, you know, there's different ideas for these mega projects. That doesn't really get us to wake up every day. That's Mm -hmm. we're really excited when we see Mm -hmm. one of our polls on every single corner. Right. And and they're flying their flag. There's polls around here that I won't call them out on on, on our interview <laughs> right. that we drive by and the flags aren't up and there's two or three poles out in front of the business hey, and like, uh, you know let me fix it for you cost yeah. you less than five hundred bucks we'll we'll be in yeah. and out let us fix it for mm-hmm. you you know those maintenance projects where you got a broken halyard and a broken finial ball if it's less than a thirty foot pole it's less it's than a thousand bucks usually less than five hundred bucks to fix it mm-hmm. I mean have us out, let us take a look at it. You're probably making a bigger deal out of it than it is. Right. It, and it's a representation of your business to the rest of the world right. or your home to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, we just like to see everybody ex- expressing their love for our country. Yeah. So what separates you, you from others in your field? Sure. It, the big difference, and we talked about it a little bit, yeah. is our specialty is having the expertise to actually mm. install and maintain the pole. We're not just a name and a face that that's saying yeah. we're going to sell it to you, but we're going to be here to support you through it. Um, I mean, we, we sell Christmas lights for flagpoles now. Like, we've got different accessories. We can help you find custom flags for them if you need custom mm. flags. Uh, I'm having a specialty run done of Marshfield, the M flags. Oh, yeah. We've had a really hard time finding them in the community. Some of the sports teams have done them over the year, yeah. but there's no made in the USA manufacturer that currently sells them. Really? So we're having a specialty run done, and we should have those in early spring. That would be cool. But yeah, the big differentiator is expertise. Who are the best partners for you? Best partners are GCs. Um, we love talking to landscape designers. We love talking to landscapers. Uh, if you're doing hardscape installs, whether it's commercial scale or, or residential scale, flagpole is something that you should be considering putting into your mix. It's an easy thing to sub out to us and it's a huge value add for your customers. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, if you're a GC that's out and you're doing maintenance for your customers, yard maintenance for your customers, if you have their landscaping program for the year mm-hmm. and you come across a customer that doesn't have their flagpole in service, call us. Yeah. We can put it back in service. Mm-hmm. Your, your beautifully mowed and manicured yeah. lawn only, only takes it that far yeah. if you've got a broken flagpole in your front mm-hmm. yard. And listen, if you don't want your flagpole anymore, we take them down. We're happy to take your old flagpoles. So if you- What do you do with an old flagpole? It depends. 
Some sometimes it just goes to scrap. If it's an old metal <laughs> flagpole, it just goes to scrap. Um, some older poles that are still in good condition, we donate to different organizations. Oh, cool. So if if somebody's in need of a flagpole mm-hmm. and can't afford it, um, we try to help some organizations out that way. But really, for us, we can send it back up to the manufacturer and keep that flagpole in service. Oh, so we'll send it back out for reconditioning, and you can't tell that pull yeah. from from a, a brand new pull when it comes back to us so but we've got the expertise to take it back down yeah. not do damage to your property um the quirk the quirk auto example is a great one of being able to remove a really big pole mm-hmm. and they had hundreds of thousands of dollars of cars right next yeah. to us as we were operating we'll take care of your site we're not going to mess it up and and so those gc's you know, Brait Builders and other other yeah. large construction GCs that I think of in the community. Those guys are perfect partners mm-hmm. for us because we can do the commercial scale mm-hmm. pro- projects. Uh, we were down at UMass Dartmouth doing mm-hmm. a five po- five pole metal pole installation, mm-hmm. and UMass Dartmouth was doing a brand new quad between some of their bu- okay. buildings. Their their uh, union GCs didn't have it within their schedule nah. to be able to do the flagpoles. So they pushed back and said, no, you need to bring in somebody else. And they brought us in. Nice. So looking down the road, say we're here a year from now, what does, what does the business look like? Business is going to be tremendous next year. We actually just had a, a team meeting yesterday on our drive down to Rhode Island. So uh, spent a lot, a lot of time visioning what it looks like. For us, we're working on tons of things internally. Um, And I think it's things that other small businesses need to be doing and thinking about, whether it's, you know, establishing revolving lines of credit and making sure that we're taking care of our cash flow Mm -hmm. the way that we need to. Mm -hmm. The last few years have been really, really flush. And so some of our systems internally need to be reviewed. Mm -hmm. And so I'm helping the team with a lot of that. At the same time, because things have been so flush in the economy the last few years, a lot of our marketing didn't need to be executed. Business was coming to us. And so we've had a lot of ideas and not a lot of bandwidth to execute on them. Mm -hmm. But now we've got the bandwidth to execute on them because our team's growing and we're doing different things. So there's lots in the works in terms of sales channels we're going to go after. Mm -hmm. Um, We really want to develop a lot of relationships with local banks. Yeah. uh, With local car dealerships. We know car dealerships are going through a moment in terms of how they're treated by by right. banking institutions. It's not a great time to be a car dealer. Mm-hmm. But as those things evolve, you want to make sure your signage and your brand mm-hmm. remains consistent and strong. Definitely. And that's where we can help you execute yeah. is your image to the outside world. So we're on the home stretch here. Yeah. So that we get to our kind of more philosophical general questions. So what's the best piece of advice you've been given from a business perspective? Best piece of advice. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, I I keep coming back to the idea, and I've talked about it probably a dozen times the last two days. MVP, minimal minimal, minimal viable project, minimal viable uh, proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, what whatever whatever that the P means for you, policy, project, proposal. Sometimes perfection gets in the way mm. of execution. You spend more time thinking about what you want to do yeah. and less time actually doing the stuff. Yeah, the execution. Yeah. In, in our business, 
as we look at some of this transitional stuff that that the economy is handing us uh, on the South Shore flagpole stuff, but also in my mortgage business, it, it, it kind of yeah. they 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 have a, a good meetup of how we think about mm-hmm. the economy, right? And so we really want to make sure that we pick some small things. Mm-hmm. But we really execute on those small things. Right. But then we iterate quickly. So keeping it simple, mm-hmm. go to market with it, and then adjust. Don't spend too much time dwelling on how to make it perfect. The market's right. going to tell you if it's perfect or not. Right. That's good. Um, if you could jump in the time machine to the start of getting involved with South Shore Flagpole, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself not to be nervous that that it's going to take care of itself really um it comes down to execution again yeah. and we we have a product that we know there's strong demand for mm-hmm. uh we have a product that is high value in terms of who who we're working with the plp zeus team mm-hmm. puts out the best product in the market and so if you have best product and you have great service, the rest of it will take care of itself. And we can't fight the economy and spend a lot of time worrying about things that we can't control, Mm -hmm. right? But if we go back to that keep it simple mantra, we're going to execute on a few things, and we're going to do them really, really, really well and let the chips fall where they may. But... You've got to be prepared to pivot and respond mm-hmm. to Definitely. that that voice that you're getting back. Right. So, not if I could get in a time machine, don't be afraid. Just get out there and do it. So, for those that want to find out more about Shore Flagpole, where can they go? Sellshoreflagpole.com. No S on that. Sellshoreflagpole singular dot com. Um, you can look us up there. We're on Instagram. We post mm-hmm. a lot of our projects up on mm-hmm. Instagram. Yep. Uh, some cool video. We don't have a full-fledged website. It brings you to our Facebook page. Hamco is my business partner. Uh, They're down on the Cape, so you can check out Hamco, the Nugis family. They do tons of stuff down there with the Cape Cod Chamber and uh, Cape Cod Life Magazine and all sorts of stuff, so they can can check us all out. Well, Jeremy, thank you so much for doing this, and you're the... You know, like nice, great having you on, and you're the first return guest on the podcast, which oh, is I'm cool. Super excited to be back here, Jonathan. <laughs> like before we break off, though, and I, I hope you take this part and break it out separately from the chamber. We can't tell you how much we appreciate your support. What you've done for our community by putting these segments out is phenomenal. We've got so many businesses that are similar to South Shore Flagpole but also expand all the way up to regional businesses that want to connect their voice back into the community and really struggle to reach the community. You can advertise on WBZ. You can advertise on WATD. You can do all these other Mm. channels, right? But there's few moments as a business owner that we can speak directly to the consumer and you've opened that up for our chamber members and we are so appreciative of the role that you and mcm play 